This episode of That Comic Smell is sponsored by David Robertson's The Taybridge Disaster Comic, now available to buy on Sunday the 28th of December 1879. The Tay Rail Bridge collapsed as a train from Burnt Island to Dundee passed over it, killing all aboard. Read about this extraordinary event and everything surrounding it in the new comic by David Robertson under his Fred Egg Comics imprint. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson and Tom Stewart. Hi everyone, Tom here. Uh, just to give you a little context before going into the episode, uh, this is a audio commentary track for David's The Taybridge Disaster comic, uh, which actually funded and was put out at the start of April this year, um, and then was released for wider release around sort of mid-April, start of May. Now this audio commentary track actually went out with the Kickstarter, um, but David decided that he wanted to release it as an episode just for people that maybe didn't get the comic through Kickstarter and maybe got it through other places like his store um, or is reading it through Comic House or anything like that. So if you want to get your copy in your hand, uh, get it up on, on the Comic House app, it's available to read on the Comic House app. Um, if you don't have it, then take this opportunity to pause um, head on to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com and get yourself a copy it's still available there and it is available on Comic House as well in hard copy so you can get it there if you're more familiar with Comic House um, H-A-U-S for house, comichouse.com or just listen in and see what you think about what David says about the comic before making a a decision. There will be some spoilers if that's if that's the case, but I've done that myself. Listen to commentary tracks on things before actually going into the episode, so, so totally understand that. <laughs> but yes, hope you enjoy. We'll be back in the coming weeks with a usual that comic smell episode. We've got plenty in the bag ready to go. Some episodes from lockdown times over Skype, some in person. Plenty of TCS still to come. So without further ado, I'll pass over to Past David explaining his Taybridge disaster comic. Thanks very much, folks. Hello, this is David Robertson from Fred Egg Comics. And what I'm going to do today is talk about my comic on the Taybridge disaster. Um, so it might be useful if you, you've got your copy of the comic. You can sit and go through it with me. I'll start by talking a little bit about why I wanted to do a Taybridge disaster comic. I've always been interested in the event and in the topic, starting from when I was a kid, uh, going to the museums in Dundee. They had a good exhibition on it in the 70s and 80s. I'd also been wanting to do a, a, a local 
story, a comics with some connection to Dundee had always been a that had always been a, an idea I had in my mind of something I'd like to do. And I I considered the Tabridge disaster and it I kept coming back to it because there were many different aspects to it that lent themselves to being covered in a comic. Um turning to the book itself, I have the uh quite a simple cover. The the cover is a drawing of a badge that I saw online. I don't actually own it. But I, as soon as I saw the badge, I, I just, the, the the way it's laid out on this cover came to my mind that I would do it this way. With the the title in just a regular Times New Roman. I, I often go back to Times New Roman uh, when I just want something that's more... Uh, classic, should I say? I think it's uh, it's always been around and doesn't go up with fashion like other fonts. Uh, so I tend to go back to that. And the format of the book as well, the the landscape format was it's it's the first time I've done a comic in this format, and it's something that I've been thinking about doing. And um, with the shape that these are, these strips, with them being newspaper style strips, the landscape format was ideal for this project. Um, going into the book itself, uh, the first strip here, the introductory strip, just lays out this is what this comic's going to be about. And what I did was because this was the first one, I found three different reference photos uh, and used them. I thought, great, I'd carry on. Uh, and it was only as I went further into the book, I realised, you know, there are only so many photos from this event. Uh, so I, I used up uh, three, three here on the first uh, strip. So that was going to come back and bite me later on. The second page... I, it's the first of a couple of more personal accounts of, of things that, that occurred. Introducing my interest into it and this scene of me reading the book on the Tabridge disaster and, and someone else uh, is on the, I deliberately didn't draw where I was doing this so that the third caption you see that I'm actually sitting on the Tabridge uh, on the train reading this book and I was trying to inject a bit of humour in there, you know, what's our problem at the same time you realise uh, I'm reading it on the bridge. And then the next one was another conversation I had uh, when I was working through in Dunfermline and somebody said, oh you're from Dundee, tell me something about Dundee. And so I came up with this, uh, the botch job. And again, I had a little punchline of sorts there where, you know, the the, the comic sort of cancels itself out. I tell a little story, they get to the end and say, yeah, the story wasn't true. So this strip is kind of pointless in a way, but it made me, it made me chuckle. And also I did want to get some humour in the book and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it all the way through. So this was a good place in the book to have some little more whimsical moments. and and. I should say the strips in the in the collection here are not in the order that I made them. I did one of these strips 
and just did it about whatever I wanted to do it about that on that occasion. When I sat and had all the strips laid out, I then thought about the order that were going to come in and there was different sections and different ways of looking at it. And different different comics got rearranged into the order for this book. So I guess we've had a kind of introduction and then personal strips. And on this next page, we move into concerns about the bridge during the construction of the bridge. So we have even uh, in this one, uh, Patrick Matthew has got fears about it and they're in the Dundee Advertiser. Uh, so we've got direct quotes from the Dundee Advertiser. And and then we've got, I was still wanting to inject different visual things into it. So more fanciful things. We have the, the drawing of the of the gentleman at his crystal ball, you know, it's based on, on nothing whatsoever other than me wanting to draw something a bit more interesting and uh, perhaps verging on the fantastical. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I did not find evidence that Patrick Matthew sat with crystal balls and then sent letters in to the Dundee Advertiser. It was probably more reading Doctor Strange comics or something that drew me to add that. Uh, and then the last panel, it was kind of almost abstract kind of picture of the eels that, uh, fr from the quote. I wanted to draw the, the eels slithering around. Then the next one was uh, John Lang and I guess in a similar way there was the quote about uh, the spider's thread equating the Tay Bridge as it was planned to being a spider's thread over the river. And I then acted on that um, by drawing the huge tarantula towering over the, the Tay Bridge. So almost bringing in a fantastical element to it. The next strip we have here was the, about the westerly winds, which I took about, I, I took on as being kind of a, almost like a, a little title for this particular strip, and drawn in a very cartoony fashion, uh, very stylized. I, I was trying to have a, a line between using ca uh, comics and cartoon elements, but dealing with the topic in a way that was uh, sensitive as well. So that was a, a good example where I leaned towards the comic style there, the cartoony designery style. Then we had not so much worries, but actual accidents that happened during the uh, construction. And then a more general explosion kind of drawing. Um, at the end, and the in memory of those who died constructing the bridge, written at the bottom. The next strip, this one really stands out for being almost more impressionistic kind of drawings. 
I was letting the textures do a lot of the work on this strip. And it really follows a, a thought process I have about drawing, which is about not drawing to impress someone looking at the drawing. You know, I, I'm, it's all about telling a story, getting a point across. Uh, there's no drawings on this page particularly that you look and go, oh, I wish I could draw like that, you know. But it's um, it's about an effect. It's about getting a story across. It's not about, hey, look how well I can draw. Isn't that great? Uh, so that that's really my that's maybe the uh, most extreme version of of letting go of uh, kind of ego in drawing, uh, if I can put it that way. The next um, the the next comic has uh, has the uh, the the thought balloon. Uh, coming out there f and uh, just has an exclamation mark. Uh, that's not something that would be in a text, a piece of prose. That's a pure comics thing where uh, the thought balloon is just someone being surprised, shocked, something like that. So again, using the comic, comic grammar and uh, trying to put it into the to making this comic be readable and you know having that balanced with the facts you don't you don't want it to be an info dump really i mean you are giving information but you want it to be entertaining as well and so on to um strip strip number 10 now and this is um uh, this one is about the foundry and uh I thought it was important to have a comic about the working conditions at the foundry. Very dangerous jobs that they were doing there. And the conditions were bad as well. And particularly the the individuals who had to walk around with uh, the dynamite. Uh, just, just had that loosely in their clothing, as I've written here. And if I can just bang my drum for a minute, I'm, I was quite pleased with the, the first panel, particularly, of, of that strip. I, I like the uh, I like the different tones on that one. Uh, the next has no real narrative element um, like the others. I just found it really interesting that the, these different train lamps, depending on which ones were on, would have a different meaning. So, I like the little, uh, the little, almost infographic of the, of the, the front of the trains with the with the lamps, and telling you what all these different lights would mean. So from there, um, the next strip we have the the bridge opening and. Uh, and now successfully trains are starting to go over it uh, and and we have the uh, the cows in the middle panel they're they're on their way over to the the abattoir in Dundee not not as fantastic uh, use of animals or, or non-human characters as the spider but again a bit of variety a little bit of uh, 
maybe maybe you feel for the cows as they're on their way to the abattoir there. That's their place in this story. And then we have the ferries, which had ran for years and years, and they are cancelled. So that's another effect that the bridge being open has had on the economy and on the society. And then here we are at, uh, this is um, strip number 13, and we are getting now to the storm raging, 28th of December 1879. And again, I've added um, a kind of comic uh, design element. With it. Uh, I've drawn the sparks up, up on the wheel on the tracks in panel two. Very cartoony spark there. And if you look, you can see that I've gone in and really uh, blasted the, the white sparks uh, in Photoshop so they stand out in the uh, the tone picture there. Uh, the next one uh, reintroduces a, a personal take. Uh, I'm, I'm in the comic again and here I am thinking about what actually happened to make this disaster and I'd read a few different takes on it and it seemed there was no clear cut to me, uh, no clear cut. Everyone agreed this is why it happened. So I presented a couple of theories here and then I had myself just alluding to the fact that it wasn't clear. As I've written here, quite bluntly, it's a mystery, but one thing is certain. And I also decided with this one to have four panels in, in this strip. So varying up again as as required for the story. And that four panel also leads into the next one, which is just one panel for this story because this is the actual, well, it's the first of, of three you soon realize. Um, here we have the train coming off the bridge. And then the next, you turn the page, the next one is it falling towards the River Tay and then hitting the water going in and as I was putting the book together I decided to have the black background to these two pages just to add to the drama. This is the centerpiece of the book and it pretty much did land um, as well as being the central event. They, these, Once I'd arranged everything around these two did land pretty much right in the middle of the book which was um, not planned, but when these things present themselves, you use them. Moving on from that, uh, we go on to to uh, Thomas Bouch, 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 not sure, and um, the effect on him. Uh, he he had designed the bridge; it had been a disaster. Now, so his his reputation is ruined and I didn't want to really vilify him but I wanted to mention what had happened to him and uh, this page this strip was designed to give you that information yes he, he died in October 1880 and uh, exits the story 
And then in the next strip, we quickly see that the the decision to rebuild uh, does not take long, uh, because the despite falling down, the bridge had a, a big positive effect on the economy of the area, and so it was back to photos of the the reconstruction and um, using those as reference in this strip. And then the next section, I, this would be the beginning of the, the Tabridge disasters influence and having the event being referenced and used in different art forms. So we start with the the poetry of Theodore Fontaine uh, and so drawing him and then drawing the three witches from Macbeth because his poem takes from Shakespeare's work and uses it in his poem. And this one was uh, using the typing text onto scanned artwork um, in Photoshop, fitting it in so that it would um, complement the artwork that was there, or some, sometimes contrast with the artwork that was there. Um, but this one is kind of straightforward. Sections of the poem are are put onto a drawing of of the uh, the bridge. And the, the next page, another poem, famous one, McGonagall, and it's really talking about his standing and as I as I wrote here he's considered more than a bad poet he's considered the worst poet in the world that's a real distinction and I've drawn him standing there quite pleased with himself and uh, again using the text onto the drawing and in this one I have the text over the drawing and the text is um, obscured by the dark images but I didn't really mind that. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like that was a big problem. I just decided to go with that. And I do like the way it's come out there. The the poem uh sorry, the comic strip about McGonagall was one of the first early ones I did. Um it was only later, as I said, when I was rearranging everything that I put that into this section. Then the next strip references the fact uh, that the the printing at the time meant that a lot of the newspapers had drawings, images to go along with the stories. Um, so it was just really a good excuse to, to do my versions of a lot of these famous images from the newspapers of the time. And then I, I did have to say, go and look at the originals. They're much better than my copies. Which is true. So then the next one was um, philosopher Walter Benjamin and he had done a radio show and in it he referenced the Taybridge disaster and this one was was interesting to draw uh, Benjamin in the first panel and then we had the telegraph communications which I which I drew an example of, and and then the last panel, the the Tay Bridge was very 
very obscured in that image. You can barely see the the drawing under underlying all the tones and in black wash. But that was uh, I liked that effect. I was I was happy with that. This uh, this next strip moved on to a ballad um, by Seahorn in memory of the Tea Bridge disaster. And this one, I was aware that in terms of drawings, I had the picture of the ballad as it's printed. And then I had a bigger version of the title and the same drawing of the the tape bridge there, but in, in greater detail. And then the, the last panel is the four selections from the ballad, which I thought were were the most powerful. And so I, I was picking and choosing there, uh, but you can go and read all of it. It's online if you want to follow up on that. So then the next strip was uh, the novel Hatter's Castle by A.J. Cronin, 1931. And that's set in 1879 and the Tabor's Disaster uh, does feature in that novel. Uh, so then I drew a picture of the main character and that was from the cover of one of the editions of the book. Uh, and then, interestingly, there was a film made of that in 1942, and that meant that a there was a sequence in that film showing the Taybridge disaster uh, in 1942. So you can watch that as well. I went and um, watched that film on YouTube, uh, and it was uh, fascinating Fascinating period piece there. Then moving out of the arts, it was back to the, the the engine that went into the river, the the two two four, and the efforts to to get that out of the water, and then the fact that it came out and was put back to use. And th this this singular story, the engine two two four, it almost became the name of this comic book for a while. When I was doing it, it had I did have the working title of it two two four, the Taybridge disaster, really, and it would have had the same cover. The two two four was nearly part of the title, and it's just because, in a way, it's so. In one way, it's inspiring that they took the the engine out and um, and thought, well, you know, we can get this back in in working order, and and it did indeed carry on for years after. Uh, they gave it that title, the diver, and um, but in another way, here it is. It's it it dragged people to their deaths on this event. Um, so it's a bit macabre um, that, that, it, that, that it, it did that and then was back in service. But 
in practical terms, there was no reason to not use it again. Um, there's just something about the fact that that would happen, which uh, is intriguing to me, fascinating. Something about human nature. It feels like that that's tied in to this entire event in some way, to the 224 engine and the fact that there it was, back in action. And then the next um, strip was a thought about the stumps that I've always had. Uh, I I always thought, what? I guess I thought, why have they not tidied away those stumps? Why why can you still see them? And and then it occurred to me that, well, you do see them, and you do then think, well, what what are they? And then somebody will say, well, there was a bridge here, it fell down. That's what's left. And what it does is it reminds you that that happened. And then it also tells you quite strongly the bridge that's standing there now is not the one that fell down. So I think if those stumps weren't there, the story that could easily have formed and makes sense would be this bridge fell down, they rebuilt it. Because of the stumps, we're constantly reminded it's not quite as straightforward as that. Another couple of strips here that I did earlier on um, in in the run of, of doing them and putting them online and was the trip across the Tay Road Bridge to visit the memorials. Um, there's, there's some in Fife and then on the Dundee side as well. As I was putting together the strips, it became apparent to me that this had to come close to the end of the collection because it's it's in order to remember the people who died in the event and and to honour that and to pay respect in the book. Um so this this had to come close to the finale. Then a final strip back to me working on the strip and a little mention of visiting the exhibits and then just uh, just signing off and I thought it would be nice to actually sit, literally sign it off. Thanks for reading, David. Uh, and that just brings it to, to an end. and. Moving moving past the strips, um, we then I have a photo that that I took. I went across to Fife and took this photo, and it's actually the photo that is the reference for the very last panel just on the page before. It's actually a colour photo, uh, which doesn't really show through. Uh, but there are the if you look closely on the train. Um, there's little bits of green as well coming down um, on the beach there. But it was uh, a grey day. And, you know, funnily, I didn't really go there with a plan to get a picture of a train on the bridge, but I just went over and the way these things are, pointed the camera at it, framed it, and then I 
train came across and I just thought perfect and uh, and took that. Then we have notes at the end of the book, again dedicating it to everyone who lost their lives in the disaster. And then a couple of pages of ads, yep, that comic smell, and uh, the different covers of comics that I have done over the years, and the link to the, the website, Frederick Comics website. And then there we are, back page, Fred Egg smiling at you from the back page. Well, thanks very much for listening to this. I hope you've got some insight into what it was to put this book together. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoy the comic. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello. You can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thatcomicsmell. Share the podcast with your friends and followers. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube and most other places you find podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Our music is by Chart Smasher, and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter, at Joan Edam. And you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp. That Comic Smell comic issue number one is now available to buy. Join David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Mike Sadaka and Tom Stewart with guest artist John Tucker as they create their first anthology together. Buy your copy today at fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com Go to fredeggcomics.bigcartel.com today to buy your copy.